Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This movie stars you shouldn't watch the kids of Brad kick in the crotch. Ellie Kemper's better than this. It would break Kimmy Schmidt. The jokes made us groan. Home sweet home alone. Home sweet home alone. You know when I pick a movie, that's when I'm gentlemen welcome to our christmas episode our holiday episode our xmas our festivus for the rest of us this is what were they thinking i am brendan and joining me is the uh is the elf to my santa claus nathan welcome (laughs) hello everyone yeah, I was trying to think of one for this movie, but uh, I figured you would have went the buzz to Mike Evan. I mean, yeah, hey. it would have stayed in the uh, it would have stayed right there in the, uh, the, the line of the movie. The Rob Delaney to my Ellie Kemper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I mean that's the couple in the movie. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. I get that's it. That's why. That's why Nathan. That's why professional wrestlers think we're married. This is this is a very special episode. This is a Christmas episode. This is our last uh I was gonna say our last live show of the season, like we're fucking Saturday Night Live. This is the last live show of the season, folks, of the year. Um, but this is our uh last one before we take a little vacation. Um you'll hear some I other stuff, but wanted vacation had to get away. Vacation Sorry, sorry. Oh <laughs> I, I'm sorry you weren't singing the good version from uh from Justin to Kelly. Don't make me don't make me kill you. We are not alone. It is Christmas, of course, as is tradition. We have with us um, the the biggest dick on this side of the Pacific, Mariah. Welcome. Why do you have to be so Pacific? Oh, God. Hi, everyone. It's Mariah. It's funny that nobody that heard that joke would probably think like, wow, why did he just call her a dick? Yeah, really. <laughs> like this is their first episode. Oh, is is, uh, is this podcast trans positive? Like like really progressive? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just think I just think that uh, like wow, he really doesn't like that that female guest that they have there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look, listen, just go back, listen to Ben and Arthur. It'll You'll all be understand. explained. It'll all Everything. come together. Yeah, Holy shit! Sense. It was back in Ben and Arthur. That's such that a was, long time yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me on for the Christmas episode. How many Christmas episodes is this I've been on now? Oh, have you missed one? I don't know. I don't think so. You were there like for Ernest. I was so. the, that was the first Christmas one. And then we did uh, Ernest, Christmas of the Cranks. Uh, I wasn't Magic there in the for Water. Silent Night, Spice Deadly World. Night. I wasn't there for that. 
Yeah, but you were there for you were there. You weren't there for every episode of Christmas, but you were there for a Christmas episode every year. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, exactly. But I'll be home for Christmas. Yeah, where I made that awesome joke. Oh my god, the Holocaust joke stays <laughs> in the episode, yep. lives forever. Um, I was gonna say like, thank uh, the last episode I was on was White Chicks, and that was back in February. Seems like I'm doing a really good job. They decided to have me back on. Thanks. Wow. So you're doing the, uh, the SNL host that hasn't hosted in 15 years. Yes. Joke. It, if you listen to uh, Stephen Izzy's podcast, uh, Everything I Learned from Movies, you'll also hear the same joke. <laughs> Whatever. I'm funny. So y'all are jealous. <laughs> Christmas. Uh, Christmas time is here. Christmas time is near. And we are talking about a film released on Disney Plus this year. It is, of mm. course, the family comedy uh, Home Sweet Home Alone, aka you got you guys six. couldn't see it. Uh, Brendan had was throwing up air quotes when he said comedy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil that. Maybe we all loved it. You'll have to wait and find <laughs> out. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Exactly, Nathan. You gotta rope them. You gotta you gotta edge I, them. I think I think they caught that opening carol. They probably know where we're landing on this one. Maybe uh, that was not my lyrics. <laughs> maybe, maybe we're being <laughs> maybe we're being ironic. <laughs> don't think not so. Not my lyrics. You didn't write the lyrics. Oh, no, I know. Like, Nate is putting words in my mouth card. Not my president. What? <laughs> okay. Uh, what she's saying is she was she was forced to sing that song. Uh, it wasn't. It was. She's not of that opinion. Those lyrics do not reflect oh. uh, her personal beliefs or anything like I that. I thought she no. was trying to take credit for writing the lyrics. No. Like, no, oh, no. not my lyrics. <laughs> How dare you insult nope. my lyrics? That's what I took it as. I was like, what are you talking oh. about? Oh, you, you, oh, you thought, so you yeah, thought okay. You thought she had put the emphasis on the wrong... Syllable. Syllable. Mm. Also... Know, or in this case, the wrong word. Oh, that movie is a coming soon. Okay, Home Sweet Home Alone, starring a mm. bevy of talented comedians. Like, uh, so many talented people in this movie. It's a real shame. I think shame. most of the cast is going into the trying to save this category this year. Yeah. I mean, yeah. right away, even the writing team, we have Mikey Day and Streeter Seidel who write a bunch of sketches on Saturday Night Live. So wow. there's some talent right there. You have Ellie Kemper, Rob Delaney, yep. and you have a, a, a bevy of like a famous podcast people, like, like semi-famous Underused podcast Underused Pete people. Holmes. Yeah, Pete Holmes. Uh, okay. If you want to talk about underused, we also have Chris Parnell, who I believe says yeah. four words in the movie. Yeah. I, like I looked yep. at you, Brendan, we were watching, and I was like, that's Chris Parnell. Did you know that Mikey Day is in and this movie? He is he, yes, off he is screen priest. as a priest yep. who gets no, yeah. is not actually on camera for any amount of time. You can hear him. It's definitely him. Did you get it credit because you can hear yeah, him. You yeah, you can hear him say one line faintly off camera. We also get, um, we also get uh, uh, Ashlyn B as the mother, who's another funny comedian who, of course, gets nothing funny to say or do in this movie. Uh, the kid from uh, Jojo Rabbit, whose name escapes me now, but he plays the lead character, Max. Uh, just so many people and they'll they'll pop up again there, more people will pop up as we go through but there's so many talented people in this movie and uh this is uh this is uh, proof positive that that doesn't always work out sometimes you need um other stuff to be good too yeah <laughs> well you also have keenan thompson how can i forget keenan's in this movie he's he's great he actually gets probably the most screen time out of any supporting character <laughs> Well, yes, and he's he's delightful, but still, it's man. Yeah, we've we've seen this with other movies too, where it's like there's so much stuff that looks like this would be a blockbuster, just an absolute hit of a comedy, 
and it just falls flat at every turn. Every single turn. And I will say, as we get into this, the first 15 minutes or so, I thought, okay, this isn't too, too bad. It's not amazing. It's not great. It's not even, I wouldn't say it was good, but it's not terrible. Mm. But as the movie goes on, I think you'll find that it gets quite bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... But we, for the most part, I thought it landed right about where I thought it was going to land until like that, I guess, last half of the second and then third act. Yeah. Yeah. It, it takes some it takes some roads. Um, but we start off with a real estate sale. Uh, Keenan Thompson is trying to sell a house to these people. And Rob Delaney is mentioning some real bad aspects of the neighborhood, seemingly not wanting to sell this house. He's like, he's like, oh yeah, the school just got these new metal detectors, and <laughs> Ellie Kemper is like, ah, uh, no, it's uh, it's great around here, and she's trying to like, go get some water, yeah, go get some water, <laughs> it's it's gonna sound great, and right away you're like, oh, Ellie Kemper and Rob Delaney, both both funny people, both delivering, this is this uh, Keenan Thompson's there, this might be okay. Hmm. Your false hope is quickly dashed. <laughs> <laughs> um. I just wanted to make a note. I don't usually remember um, prospective home sellers being at open houses. Oh, yeah. They're not usually there with the real estate guy. <laughs> yeah, that's not really a thing. No. Well, because you hire the real estate guy because they are a salesman. Or a woman. Well, there's, there, there's that. Um, and there's also... You know, there's other things too, like there's privacy concerns and stuff as well, not only on the potential buyers, but also on the the seller's parts. So yeah, there's some, uh, there's right out of the gate, there's some real, real world logical problems Mm. going on in this movie. Yeah, we get, we definitely get the. When we get to the physics of the booby traps (laughs) and how and how somehow no one died. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we clearly see right from the get go that Ellie Kemper and. I already forgot. Rob Delaney. They, Rob Delaney. Yeah, they clearly yeah. don't want to sell this place. Or he doesn't want to sell this place. And we learned quickly that they're they're having some money issues. And this is kind of like a last resort type mm-hmm. deal, right? Yeah. Um, cut to our, our, our star of the film, or so we're led to believe from the trailers, Max, played by that other kid from Jojo Rabbit, and his mother played by Ashlyn B. And... Uh, you know they're going back and forth. They're they're having they they have some real they have some real chemistry, right? Wrong. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, automatically, I actually right out of the gate, I was kind of rooting against this kid. I'm not gonna be not gonna not gonna lie. Well, you know what? I think they they took this concept to Home Alone. And they made it different. You know why, guys? Why? He's British. Oh. But they they live in America. How's that happen? Yeah, you're right. The Brit that that was after the Great War of uh, America versus the Brits, where British people were uh, sent packing in on mass, and now there are no more British people in America. Mm. Did we talk about that on your other podcast? <laughs> yep, that's the. <laughs> you know, for a, for a guy who hosts a movie about the the British Film Institute's top 100, which includes Pumpkinhead in the it top does five, not. <laughs> uh, you're not really an astute uh, observer of history. Um, I think you might have just missed the war. Well, you know, it was o- it only lasted 36 hours. You might have had a long nap. 
Was that before or after the Canadians burned down the White House? Uh, <laughs> way after, but before Grenada. Okay. When And what they do in Guam? <laughs> yeah, whatever happened in Guam. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because when Grenada happened, they were like, oh, that was a real America-British war situation. Right, but with heavier, you know, ordinance, that's... I mean, that's why it's called Grenade. Uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's because the... they had to rename it after all the Grenade. Ah. Yeah, that's that's, that's the origin. That's why they renamed the, <laughs> the the name of the country. Yeah. Right. That's that's how they named the country because before that it was just untitled. Right. Right. Uh, interesting tidbit. Uh, the country Chad just named after some dude, <laughs> and and not a dude I'd probably like to meet because most people named Chad are kind of dicks. <laughs> I didn't say all. I said most. Okay. okay. What? Oh, okay. she's doing her Pete Davidson as she... Chad impression. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so Max. Very good. Thank you. <laughs> so home sweet home alone. Max tells his mom, I really need to use the washroom. I got to pee. I got to pee. And she's like, hold on. I got a great idea. Let's stop at this open house. And I, you got to pretend that we're trying to buy a house. Okay. Why not just stop and say, hey, my kid's going to piss his pants. Can you just use the washroom? Or kid like go to the store? A store? I mean, they're in a suburban area. I'm sure there's somewhere he can pee. Yeah. Yeah. So not believable right out of the gate. <laughs> uh, they go there. They go to this. They go to this open house or open house, I guess, with like two other people. And uh, immediately. Well, no, we do get a We do get a brief montage of some weirdos asking them questions, though, don't we? Uh, asking Ellie Kemper and Rob Delaney. Yeah. Like during the open house, there was there were some uh, there were other people there to see the house because I remember there was I don't I didn't write down any of the questions, but I know there was a couple of things where there was like there were some weirdos asking some off questions just for you know gags. Oh, I don't mm. even I don't I didn't even clock it. <laughs> this movie makes you check out as soon as you start watching. It's like the Hotel yep. California, but the opposite. You can always leave whenever you want, and in fact, you can do it right away. <laughs> you just keep trying to check in. Yeah. As soon as like the thing, like the bumper shows up for the movie, I'm out. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm spent. So somewhere in my memories, <laughs> the kid um takes wastes no time in shaming Rob Delaney for his doll collection. Yeah, with the like, what yeah. is it like? There's a comment he made, and what did he say? He said. Uh, one of those guys? Yeah. He was goes, that like a homophobic oh, oh, comment? You're, he says, oh, you're one of those guys. And I was waiting for them to do like the fake out joke. Like we thought he was saying that. But then he goes, what is one of those guys? And it gets cut off before the kid can explain it. And I was like, wait, what did he mean? I mean, it, like it, maybe it's not homophobic, <laughs> but like, what is it? That's yeah. what I want to know. Yeah. It, you're one of those weird doll collector guys. Yeah. Mm. It, it, yeah it, sounded, it sounded like he was going for something else. And then the movie was like. Nah, it's not. For, it's, this is for kids. We gotta eat, we gotta hang back. <laughs> um, I do like that. Uh, he Rob Delaney has a real, uh, real spot in my heart though because the kid says you're like Frankenstein. He's like, uh, 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 Frankenstein's monster. Yep. I gotta like that correction. <laughs> that that uh, that lit up my heart. Um, yeah. And they even they they replay the joke for when the mom comes in. And Max is like, oh, doesn't he look like Frankenstein? He's like, <laughs> and yeah, and then Ellie Kemper is like, no, no, no. He looks like Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> no, that was uh, his mom. What's right. B? Right. Yeah. Uh, Max makes reference to his nine blooming cousins, 
that he's got to go mm-hmm. home to. Uh, there's a big family, a uh, big family gathering, of course, at home. Oh, thank God this out and not Alabama. What? Oh yeah, because they'd all be fucking home sweet home alone, Alabama. Oh shit, <laughs> Reese Witherspoon sweet. comes to town. <laughs> home sweet home, Alabama. Yeah, that's right. That's what you just said. Okay. She has to pick between two guys <laughs> for some reason. Why is this in this movie? Um, so <laughs> it's the weirdest B plot to a home alone movie <laughs> I've ever seen. The B plot is just Reese Witherspoon trying to decide between Josh Lucas and whoever the other guy was. <laughs> oh, Patrick Dempsey, I think. <laughs> McDreamy? Is that McDreamy? Patrick Dempsey? I'm not sure. Why are you looking at me? (laughs) Big Anatomy fan. No. Oh, okay. Uh, So, yeah, the the kid uh, gets deprived of McDonald's because he's being a little dick. And uh, Yes, as he should. But then Rob Delaney um, maybe takes that spark out of my heart because he says, ooh, what a McShame. Um, we, uh, what are you going to do? Are you waste A material or on some kid who comes to your open house <laughs> yeah. that you're not even supposed to be at? Yeah. <laughs> what are you, Dante? <laughs> no, 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 no. He would be Dante in this situation. Oh, okay. Uh, I do like how, uh, well, I do, no, I shouldn't say that. I don't like this. We get that stupid, like, obvious setup line where he's like, or the mother says, what if we went to Tokyo and just left you here? What? Oh. That's child abuse. Yeah, <laughs> that's where I wrote down. We're not copying. We're paying homage. Oh my god, there's so many because, just direct lines lifted. And I I love the uh, when they when you first pull up to the their house because they're very affluent, uh, which is another reason why I can't stand this kid. Um, it, they're guarded by McAllister Home Security. Yes, I no, I wrote that down. Like as soon as I, I saw it, I was like, oh my god, so on the nose. <sighs> Yeah, this is this is obviously the setup where he's gonna wish that you know his family was a was gone away from him. Yep, and we do we do find out that um, uh, Ellie Kemper. I'm just gonna say Pam and Jeff. That's their characters' names. Uh, okay. We re- we realize that Pam and Jeff are kind of hiding the fact that they're trying to sell this house from their kids because they don't want the kids to know. You know, they're not doing too well financially. So the kids they had a for sale sign out front. <laughs> oh, ha ha! Nice catch. Oh, Wait, my did God. they actually have the sign though? Well, that's how I knew it was the open house. Oh, holy shit! Wow. Well, maybe they're, they're idiots. <laughs> you know what? You win. This movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but the kids come in, and uh, Pam and Jeff are trying to hide it, and they do this. I gotta say, it's kind of a funny little thing where Keenan Thompson, Keenan pretends he's like uh, uh, Jeff's like oh, pers- uh, <laughs> yeah, personal trainer, personal yeah, trainer. Yeah, with and he's like he's like he just starts like fat shaming him a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> Get rid of that. What is it? Get rid of that. Uh, blubber belly or something and and he does i mean keenan can make almost any line funny and he does make it funny when he says i'm looking forward to that but but <laughs> just takes off who, who are you i'm uh this is gavin and and he is uh, um your personal trainer that yes i'm 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 gonna be training your your flabby dad hmm? balloons uh, these are just a gesture to say congratulations for taking your first step. Congratulations, man. You got to take care of yourself. We're going to get rid of that jelly belly, Dad. Am I right? Get rid of the jelly belly. Oh, we're going to put some muscle on that flat pancake butt. Thank you. Gavin? Yeah. I'm just going to take off real quick, and uh, I'm going to see y'all later. And I'm looking forward to that butt. Uh, back at the Rich household with Max, Pete Holmes gets oh, some funny stuff. Just before we before we do get it back to their place there's a thing that really stuck with me and it's this is where we first find out that he's a jeff yeah pam's husband 
Right. Yeah. That's what you, you want. You uh, Rob Delaney uh, is <laughs> is a uh, he's a, a data management or a data analyst. Like he works with uh, servers. He's very tech savvy and. Then later in the movie, for convenience sake, he doesn't even know how to clear his search history. <laughs> yeah. But then he goes back to being a, su- a, a computer super genius. And then uh, then again, later, he's a, a dunderpate with computers. I'm like, which is it? I'm going to quote uh, f- uh, former guest, uh, reoccurring guest Josh Kotsabasakis and say, guys, I'm starting to think Home Sweet Home Alone is not a good movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, back at the, the Max's house, we uh, we see Uncle Pete Holmes, who does get some, does get a few funny things to do, and he's Pete Holmes, so he's funny anyway. Um, he starts arguing with like the Homebot, which is clearly like a, uh, a Google, Google Home, home. Alexa. Um, yeah, that that's that only knows that is is stuck on German, and he's just like yelling at it. That's pretty funny. Max, of course, is annoying his mom while she's on the phone, while everyone else is screaming and saying, I wish I was the only person in the house. Guys, do you think at some point he's going to be home alone? What? It's a distinct possibility. Oh, shit. But instead, he go he does the richest uh, pouty kid. He does the richest oh. pouty kid thing ever is he goes and sits in a BMW and watches Wile E. Coyote cartoons. I, th- I thought this scene he was going to kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> when he steps into the car, Mariah's like, is he going to put the tube in the... Like, the I was fucking- like, this movie got fucking so dark. <laughs> what Mariah was figuring is that this movie was a whole Jacob's Ladder situation where all the stuff that we see happen afterwards is just stuff that's flashing through his mind because he watched the Wiley e. Coyote cartoon as he lay dying in the Hevelli's B&W. Merry Christmas from wow. Disney+. Plus. I was that's- just thinking like, uh, like Fateful Findings. <laughs> No, actually, that's brilliant the, because the, the that that stuff with the with him making the traps and stuff that is very wily e coyote. So <laughs> actually works. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he he's watching you know Roadrunner cartoons in the uh, in in the BMW. Um, meanwhile, back with uh, Pam and Jeff. Jeff crushed it in his interview with IBM. But uh, Pam, <laughs> Ellie Kemper, again, these are funny people, and she almost makes this line funny when she says, listen, Jeff, the data migration boom is over. <laughs> yeah, didn't he and have... they start cursing the cloud. Yeah, yeah. Didn't he have his interview like three months ago with yes. IBM? Yeah, she's like, yeah. it was three months ago. The data migration boom is over. And they have mm-hmm. no other option. They must sell the house. You know, if they stopped buying so much milk, they'd be all right. Oh they buy my so God. much milk. So much milk. Did you see the amount of milk in the fridge? Like, how did it not, like, that's so much milk. And they, like, they make a joke, I, you know. They, they have, like, three cartons of milk in the fridge, and Ellie Kemper's holding another carton of milk outside of the fridge. Mm. Yeah. Not to mention the other various dairy products they have in cartons as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, they're, they all have, like, a bone deficiency. I'm surprised <laughs> neither one of them died uh yeah due to like bones being crushed during the third act of this movie <laughs> they have uh they have that boniva medicine <laughs> <laughs> that strengthens yeah after a certain age you um, gotta look into that sort of stuff there's a hilarious joke where jeff they're sleeping and jeff gets woken up and says queen latifah get it that's not, it's a hard right. it's not even a joke like it's not even anything it's just that you know that it's that throwaway joke where somebody would wake up and would say something that they wouldn't normally say. Yeah, or like ah, they, they used Kelly to do it Clarkson. all. They, they yeah, exactly. Uh, they would do it all the time on uh, Mystery Science Theater. Whenever somebody would like jump out of a dead sleep on one of the movies, uh, Joel or Mike would yell, "Football practice!" 
But mm-hmm. see, uh, maybe funnier there. I don't know. It just doesn't. It didn't. I don't think it was it very works, funnier. Works better as a riff than yeah. just a standalone joke for sure. Um, but the, yeah, Pam and Jeff quickly get visited by uh, Hunter and May. And are they? Is Hunter like uh, Jeff's brother? Yes. Okay, so he's like the uncle for the kids. Okay. Yeah. And they're rich. They show up and they're very rich and they're very uh, annoying annoying and everything like that. And they have a kleptomaniac kid. Keep that in mind. It might be important later. Mm. Um, <laughs> that night. We, have, we haven't. We have Have we talked about the, the, the MacGuffin in this thing? Yeah. Well, we were about to. Because that okay, night, Je- it, Jeff, uh, Jeff is surfing online and he realizes that this doll that was uh, uh, basically recalled because the head was upside down. Uh, this doll is worth like. Now, and Max saw this doll yeah. earlier when he was nosing around. Yeah, he was looking at his uh, dolls. Yeah, yeah. But this doll is worth like two hundred thousand dollars, and Jeff is like, "Hold on a second, I've got that doll." So he's like looking through his dolls, and he doesn't find it, and he says, "Oh my god, that kid, that Max kid, he took it." Um, thanks to the powers of flashback, we hear the mom and son say each other's full names, which I don't believe happened in that scene. Yeah, it no, did. It did. Their full names? Yep. Yep. Okay. Again, this movie washes through you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, he's, he says, oh, my God, that kid has it. So, and, and at this point, when you're watching the movie, you're, you're led to believe that Max took it in uh, Spoiled Brat's Revenge right. because he blames Jeff for not going to McDonald's. And then you see him go to, like, you know, this h- huge McMansion. As we said, uh, lay dying in a BMW while watching Wile E. Coyote <laughs> cartoons. So this it was at this point where I noted, so the adults are our heroes? <laughs> well, that's not the way they frame it. Yeah. That's like, like, when you like, when you yeah. when you sent me that text, I literally thought it you were just like, you know, it was one of those things where you're like, oh, because you didn't like the, you know, the kid's annoying or something. But no, the movie literally makes the adults the heroes. Yeah, because like you know, you see this rich little shit kid. You know, like and they, like, this family like struggling, losing to, their house, losing their literally house, losing literally. their house, and then like you know, uh, he steals the kid, the doll. We think, and then you feel like, okay, fuck this kid. Yeah, there is everything that happens to him after this, exactly. and then like, yeah, I don't know. So it's they hit weird. him with some paint cans. <laughs> the the next day, everyone is very frantically leaving, as much like the other Home Alone movies. Uh, mm-hmm. They're they're getting ready to go on vacation. No one's paying attention to where Max is. Which I gotta say, the biggest dumbest part of any of these movies oh. is the fact that they don't know that the kid's not with. Yeah, them. haven't they seen? Actually, Home Alone? the only no, the only reason why that 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 is actually plausible in this movie is because the adults left in two groups. But even uh, the mom, my, the mom, and a few others left earlier in the morning because their their flights got split up. She even said, because uh, that's what he was bugging her when she was on the phone. That's what he was he was bugging her, and she was talking to the airline about the flights being split up. So they didn't look for Max because they figured he went with her in the morning. I mm. suppose, but I, I just think as a general general premise, I think it's kind of far fetched. It's weak. It is yeah. weak. Uh, Pete Holmes actually gets a few funny lines here, whereas he's I don't I didn't write any of them down, but he made me. Oh, chuckle. he does the selfie with his kid while they're she's like taking pictures while everybody's just losing their mind trying to pack all their stuff into the into the vans. Yeah, and then he's he kind of gives her shit about it, and then he's like, oh yo, you're doing a selfie, and then he's like he stands down, does a selfie behind her, and then he's like, time replace. Text me that. Text me that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as this is happening, um, Jeff thinks you know what maybe i should do a home invasion 
<laughs> he makes the leap to home invasion pretty quickly because he shows up and uh, he shows up at that house. He, he finds the, he finds it where they live somehow. He knows their names, yeah, but the he fuck? doesn't know where they live. How does, they, the, how does that happen? Like I don't know. Brennan said, oh, the, uh, the phone book? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> in 2021, everyone has a phone book, right? Well, I mean, the listings would be online. You wouldn't have an actual physical phone book, but you could find someone's address online if you looked hard enough. Especially considering, given you know what minute of the movie this is, this guy is either a blithering dunderpate or a tech genius. <laughs> right. True. Uh, so he shows up and and like he he <laughs> Pete Holmes hilariously he's like yells out at the other the rest of the family like what's the security code and then he's like what one 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 four that's stupid. <laughs> It was one 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 two. Well, whatever. Two. <laughs> but he enter he enters the code, and then so the you know Jeff hears exactly what the code is and sees him put the key under the mat, um, and and Pete Holmes just assumes that Jeff is there to like go with Uber. or he's the driver or whatever, uh, but mm-hmm. he's not obviously. So then uh, they leave, and Jeff decides like, well, maybe I'll just walk in and grab the doll real quick, and then he gets freaked out by the German homebot, thinking that there's a German lady there, even though I don't know how anyone would think that a Google Home is a real person. And uh, he leaves quickly. And then, yes, we go to the uh, bell ceremony for senior citizens led by... Oh, it's, a bell, it's a bell choir. Bell choir led by um, <clears throat> another funny comedian from Community, Jim Rash. Also Academy Award winning screenwriter, Jim Rash. <laughs> so there's hey, that too. Home sweet home alone. <laughs> yep. Um, and of course, Jeff and Pam are talking about like, maybe we could just, you know, Pam is saying, we'll just wait till the family gets back. And he's like, no, 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 we need to do it right now. We need to do it. We need to get in there. We need to get our, we need to get that doll back. I'm going to teach that kid a lesson or whatever. Um, one funny thing in this scene that did kind of make me laugh is uh, Jim Rash stopping and saying, listen, you're the one that messed up. It's your fault. And this is my choice. Oh my gosh. This is so terrible. That's why I didn't do it, Columbo. Oh, good. Like Pinocchio. Pinocchio. What are we going to do, though, Pam? We need that doll. I know what we do, okay? Just let me think. Um, Like Monopoly. That's too late. Sounds like garbage. Herman, no. None of that. Well, it does. You stink. Here's what we're going to do. We will wait until they come back from vacation, and then I will go over there. I will tell the mom everything, and... Get the doll back. Get it together. Are you sure we should wait? Yes, Jeff. I don't want my husband spending Christmas in jail. <clears throat> Yippee! Hey. Wow. But our future is in that house, Pam. Come on. What could happen to it in an empty house? It's okay, Martha. Don't blame her. That's you. Sorry. Shame on you. This is my life choice. I like in uh, Christmas movies. There's like always this like recurring like thing where they're always in a home, uh, <laughs> old folks' home. Okay. I was gonna say homeless home. A homeless <laughs> I home. Mean, I mean, think about it. I mean, all from this to to Silent Night, Deadly Night. It's it's a tradition to visit the elderly at Christmas. Time. Um, I'll be home for Christmas. Same thing. Uh, Santa's little go. helper. This which we were on the, everything I learned from movies. They were watching Total Divas on their TV. They were watching Total Divas. <laughs> what a shit movie. Yeah. So anyway, um, Holmes. This Holmes. movie makes me hot, Eleanor. It's a television show, you old coot. Wow, you watched it too. <laughs> you know what? I I could write these movies. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't feel 
I wouldn't feel proud of myself. I'd be financially secure, but I wouldn't feel necessarily proud of myself. Yeah, because writers are the richest people in Hollywood. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, I mean, you could crank this sort of stuff out. I mean, look at the, look at the hallmark. Christ, I could probably I could probably set a bot on my computer to write twenty five new Hallmark Christmas movies uh, a month, and I could sell at least ten of them. And you know what? I would watch most of them because <laughs> Hallmark Christmas movie movies are hilarious. So Max is all by himself. Uh, everyone's left. He's all by himself in the house, and he doesn't freak out for one second, but is able to build these crazy ramps. He plays video games. He reads his sister's diary and can't access stuff on the internet. Wah, wah, parental lock. But, you know, he he does make... Uh, the, he doesn't know who Scarface is because there's a Scarface reference here and an OJ joke. And again, Nathan, you got to make these jokes for the kids that are watching. Right? Every, all the kids, all the kids of Disney Plus yeah. know juice? Scarface and OJ. Oh, yeah, orange, orange juice. juice. Yeah, orange juice. That's what he's making a reference to. <laughs> and it's just like a big montage of dumb shit. Uh, and he even he does like, like buries his face in motorboats like a pile of skittles. And he also has some whipped cream, so it almost looks like the cocaine scene in Scarface too. Yeah, I like how the scene where he like dresses up at like you know in like he dresses up as a girl. Oh yeah, because he, he one he's wearing like a suit, and then the next he's like he looks into the closet, does this like pensive, thoughtful look on his face. They close the door, and he comes out, and he's in a dress and stuff. I was like, and he's like, liking okay, it. movie, yeah. all right, movie. I'll I'll give you a point yeah. <laughs> for not for cute. not just doing the cheap like ew, I'm in a dress joke. Yeah, wait, scared he might like it. <laughs> Simpsons reference got it in. So Jeff and Pam are walking around talking about how maybe they should just break in. And, you know, they're hanging out with the with his brother and his awful wife. And he's awful, too, actually. <laughs> but uh, Jeff starts criticizing the uh, the the elf, like the fake elf, like the, the department store Santa elf who uh, by uh, like questioning their supply ch- supply chain technology, oh, I guess. <laughs> yes, because I, at this point, he's a, genius. he's a tech genius yep. talking about cloud storage versus solid state storage. And the elf doesn't know what solid state storage is. Oh, what did she say? Like, uh, it's memory, something memories, not. Uh... I don't know. I like I live in. Me- I work for memories, not. <sighs> I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's a bad movie. After they watch a uh, updated reboot of that fake movie that Kevin McAllister watches in the first Home Alone, oh, complete Angels with, with Filthy Souls. Yeah, complete <laughs> with they're always remaking the classics. What? What? That's what we're doing. After they do, I that think too. this might have been at that point where I put. I just wrote the note. This movie is an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. But, but Nathan, here's the thing. If you if you admit that you're doing what you're criticizing, that makes everything okay, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I yeah, no. Oh, oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait, are you saying you can't just be vaguely self-aware and and <laughs> pass yourself off as great? It's like, look, I know murdering you is wrong, but you know what? I know it's wrong, and I'm terrible for it. But I'm still gonna keep murdering you. Yeah, <laughs> so you're still a you're still awful. Mm-hmm. Um. This is a real turning point because uh, Pam has flashbacks of her family when they were much happier. Oh. Somewhere in my memories. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so they're, 
They're oh, not no. only they're not only taking lines and story and plot points. They're also taking literally taking the music from Home Alone. Yeah. Um. But she yeah she's having uh, memories of when it was better for the family financially, and she's like, you know what? Let's get that doll. Let's break into that house and get that doll. Because nothing says B and E like Christmas. <laughs> it's like, can you imagine watching the first Home Alone if you knew that like Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern were like supporting an orphanage and that's why they were breaking in? Mm. Like you wouldn't want them to get <laughs> so, hurt. Like, okay. You don't want them to get caught. <laughs> so in this like uh, this uh, storyline or this uh, multiverse, whatever you want to call it, multiverse, cinematic so, universe. Yeah. So like, so they have it. As McAllister Home Security, and they have yes. Buzz as a cop. Well, we haven't gotten right. That. We, okay, we whatever, that whatever. Yet. Okay, sorry, spoiler alert, cut it. They have, but I don't understand. Like, they must know that, like, if this happened, wouldn't it be common knowledge that, like, this child was like Kevin McAllister was left at home alone? Yeah, they reference it later. What do you mean? I know, but like, would it? Like, I don't know what I'm going on with this. Okay, what she's saying is, wouldn't it? Be, wouldn't it have made like? Like headlines and and yeah. wouldn't people be a little bit more vigilant, specifically yes. in this community? Around I don't Christmas. think that's the case. Especially around I, Christmas. I think when you're when you come from an affluent family like the McAllisters, that sort of thing gets hushed up because Peter McAllister knows people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's good friends with Rudy. Uh, so they walk into the house. They they make their way in, and he actually puts in the wrong security code. So. Um, Oh, two, 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 one. actually, okay, there's <laughs> yeah. the code. She needs she, that's the code he put in as opposed to one, 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 two. Exactly. Um, I this first of all, this is where they also say that they've got to get there. They got to do it. There's going to be a bad snowstorm. OK, Snowmageddon there, or snowpocalypse. No, snowpocalypse sounds better. Sounds cooler, babe. Um, <laughs> oh, how great would it have been if Jason Sudeikis and Kristen Wiig were the two a-holes trying to break into the kids' house? With their characters from <laughs> SNL? <laughs> hey, kid. Hey, kid, we got a doll. Give it to us. Okay? Come on. Uh, but, yeah, no. They're they're supposed to be in Illinois. Uh, right. Because this happens around the Chicagoland area. The snowstorm that they get for that section of North America is not that bad of a snowstorm. No. <laughs> no. No, but I apparently- mean, even for the East Coast, it's not that bad of a snow. We've had worse snowstorms than that. People have been just like, well, heading on down to the Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go on Timmy's run. Yeah. But they, they, they get in there and uh, they hear the alarm. Go- or they, they hear the, the German lady. Of course, it's the, the Google Home or the HomeBot. They hear that go off and... Jeff freaks out and starts running. Pam tries to calm him down, but uh oh! Sec- oh, we do get we do get our first uh, mix up with why Max feels, I guess, right in doing the things that he does because he starts remembering uh, that uh, Jeff made that joke earlier that wow that thing's you know five thousand dollars I didn't get that much for selling my fir- my real kids. Right, right yeah. yeah he's talking when he's talking about the dolls and of course the kid uh, took it completely literally and because they're talking about grabbing grabbing that ugly boy so nathan and i'm just like why don't you just say doll ass wife nothing <laughs> says says christmas like human trafficking i was gonna say yeah nathan what what does the kid think that they're gonna do with him sell him well i mean they make it out that it's hilarious they're gonna sell him to a, a, a bunch of little old ladies who are gonna pinch his cheeks 
and, and treat him like their eternal grandson. Whereas yeah. really the darker undertone is taken. You know, he better have Liam Neeson as like his stepfather or something. Otherwise he's doomed. No, instead he has uh, Chris Parnell as his uncle or as his something who again has three, maybe three lines and then disappears. And he has diarrhea. Mm. Oh, is that what the yep? Great, great use of a com of a talented comedian, Chris Parnell. You don't see him having diarrhea just on the off scene. All we have to do is find that ugly little boy, and then some crazy old lady will pay us two hundred thousand dollars for him, two hundred grand, just to put him in a room, clean him off with her little brushes, and show him off to all her friends. <laughs> we need him a piece. Of this gross old lady candy? Of course. That's all he eats. Mm. <laughs> oh, Gertrude, it's perfect. Worth every penny. <laughs> Five grand for an ugly porcelain kid. I didn't get half that for my real kids. I don't think so. They run out of the house. I, uh, you know, Jeff gets spooked and runs away, leaves uh, Pam behind, out into a crystal clear night. And when they pulled, remember when they pulled up, Snowmageddon or Snowpocalypse was happening. Yep. It cleared up real clear quick. night, real clear, and um, just bare streets. And and well, it's got to be clear and bare streets because we got to get a good look at our big cameo, and it's Buzz <laughs> from Home Alone, played by the same actor, Devin Rattray, and he shows up, and uh, he's the he's the guy checking on the security alarm. I really wish that he had had bigger role in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ellie Kemper uh, hits on him a little bit, right? She starts flirting with him to try to make him yeah. like uh, not get them in trouble. He's like, she's like, "Oh, my husband put the wrong code in. It was our anniversary. Can you believe it?" Oh, can't expect him to remember that. Well, 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 well. So basically, his entire role in this movie is getting flirted with by Ellie Kemper very briefly, and then later eating a sandwich and just hilariously spilling it on Being his shirt. Being a slob. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Because remember, he's he's fat, so he's a slob as well. He has to be. I literally wrote down later. Oh, I get it. He's fat. Yeah, <laughs> that's the whole joke. Uh, so they yeah he and they managed to get Buzz out of there while Max is at the window being like, "What are you doing? Arrest them!" Uh, in in Tokyo, it's at this point where Max's mom realizes that she left Max home alone. And they have no way to contact him because landlines are so 1993. I have a landline. <laughs> you are so 1993, Nathan. <laughs> I like to think so. I was going to go put on some bad religion vinyl and watch Samurai Pizza Cats. Oh, oh shit. that sounds awesome. <laughs> I like yeah, cats. right? Because 1993 was awesome. I just, I love Pete Holmes, though, saying, like, no, they don't have landlines. It's not 1993. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Buzz then is sitting around eating a sandwich, spilling it on himself, as we said, because it's hilarious because he's fat. And uh, he gets a call, like, you know, because the, the mom has called the cops to go check on Max. And he says, uh-uh-uh, this is a classic yearly prank that Kevin pulls on me. Remember Kevin? Macaulay Culkin? He just calls and, and pranks and pretends that there's someone that's been left home alone. It's super funny. I don't, I think he would still have to do the check. Yeah. 
as a police yeah. officer. I don't think he could just be like, nah. No, he's like a well, that, you know, blue lives matter. Yeah, that, the, but but is that's the, that's what? that's the idea. That's the idea is that that's why Kevin does it, and he's made to go do the check every year. The only reason why he gets out of it this year is because he says, "I was just there." There's two. Uh, chi- there's a childless couple that lives there because I was just talking to the wife and husband. Right, Mariah, are you are you making the assumption that Buzz like killed some unarmed couple or something? Yeah, not necessarily. He would just he would align himself with those kind of people. Yeah, possibly that's, is what she's getting that's at. True, that's true. Um. Meanwhile, uh, Jeff and Pam are at church, and this is where we hear the off-screen voice of Mikey <laughs> Day for one line. Who's he? Who's he, Brennan? Uh, Mikey Day is on a Saturday Night Live. Uh, he has one quick line, and the only reason I knew that is because we had the subtitles on, and I was like, who's Priest? And then I listened carefully. I was like, that does sound vaguely like Mikey Day. He has a fucking credit at the end of the movie. <laughs> so, uh, But Keenan shows up at the church, and he's, you know, he's like, we have an offer for the house. Um, I mean, personal trainer stuff, because the kid is nearby. <laughs> oh, my God. Guys, would you say this is the most appealing part of Max's personality, where he shows up uh, where the kids, are, where, the, where the toys oh are sitting my. there for poor people, and he tries to take one? Oh, my God. A piece of shit. One, kid. he asked the lady where he can get a shopping cart. Yeah, really. I'm, yeah. A, I'm a kid in need. Yeah. <laughs> in need of a of a, a punch to the back of the neck. Jesus. And, and uh, <laughs> That's aggressive. Uh, kids, sometimes and- kids got it hurt. <laughs> Jeff and Pam send their kid away to put his toy that they bought because it was they brought a toy for the donation. That's the thing. Uh, they the brought church. a toy for the donation. Max is taking one. They're literally good and evil in this scene. <laughs> yep. Well, in all fairness, the, the lady, the woman is there and she explains it to him. He's like, oh, no, it's too good to be true. Crikey. And uh, then that Max and uh, their you know, Pam and Jeff's kid have the ex- have a bit of an exchange, mm-hmm. and the the old lady that's there thinks that Max's parents are dead. Yep, <laughs> yep. And he takes free stuff from them. Sure does. This kid fucking sucks. This kid who lives in like a fucking mansion mm-hmm. with super rich with a super rich family takes a free like super soaker also wasn't he didn't in his book bag didn't he have like uh like a box of cereal like did he go to the store he must have money clearly well no he does have money they're rich i know but like you know why did he have to go to like the fucking church to pick up like because he just i don't know he just thought it was a free toy he's just an he's just a a, rich people are horrible in this movie (laughs) well to prove positive we go back to uh to Tokyo, where Max's mom is trying to uh, to get uh, on an er- get at- on her flight as early as possible, as because she's on standby, and she has a mini Catherine O'Hara esque freakout. Um, and as as talented as this this lady is, she is no Catherine O'Hara. I mean, it's not like they give her any any kind of worthwhile dialogue to make her to True. give her a chance to do that. <laughs> They just have her uh, go somewhat kind of racist <laughs> when mm. she goes up to an Asian uh, attendant and uh, speaks very slowly. And then the girl is like, uh, basically like, uh, go fuck yourself, ma'am. <laughs> like, 
Uh, and then she also has a, a weird, creepy dude who's like looking over her shoulder and then falling asleep and wiping his nose on her shirt. Oh, right, because he's because he ha- he has to be creepy and gross because again he's fat. <laughs> yep, that's how it works. Um, <laughs> Great writing, Mikey. Um, but Pam and Jeff have decided that tonight is the night. Tonight's uh, the night. Not that they're gonna put. Not that they're gonna push the twin beds together, but they're gonna <laughs> go and. Break into the the kid's house and get the doll. I have a question. They, hey, you go right ahead. Why did they have to go over a gate? I I really don't. Just so they, I'm guessing, so they get the underpants and fart joke in. But oh my when he went to the house earlier, he just drove right up. Yeah, yeah. Like all of a sudden, they go back and they have to climb over this giant gate. Oh, but guess what? Maybe she did. Didn't want to have to deal with Buzz again. They like do all this stuff and like you know they jump the, like it's like a what like a five minute scene. And oh it my gosh, there's so there's a gate, there's a gate, there is a, like a side gate, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, oh, mm-hmm. guess what's wrong house? Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. weird too. Oh, 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 I guess that makes sense. Then maybe why there was a gate there, but <laughs> wouldn't Jeff have known? <laughs> like, oh, I didn't have to go over a gate the first time. I don't know. It. it well, he, he, well, that, that like, and I, again, I think that they were trying to creep around back yeah. out of the way so they didn't have to deal with Buzz again. I like how they like walked into the uh, their house and they didn't even fucking bat an eye. Everyone's oh, the well, they, I, yeah, like they they had like no peripheral vision that family. Nope. And then they and nope. then I'm gonna say this. Um, they then trip in the backyard into a pool that has water in it. Yes. Yeah. What the fuck? And then like the kid goes, "There's someone drowning," and then the dad goes like, or the grandpa goes like, "Back to the story or something." Yeah, there everyone's drowning or something. I just don't understand why there was water in there. <laughs> well, because uh, uh, not all pools get, you know, they don't drain them entirely um, in the uh, at at the end of the year. Some people will leave pool uh, water in their pool and then just put the cover on for the for the duration of the winter. That sounds incredibly dangerous. <laughs> no, I, I I'm guessing depending on the pool. Like if there's no there's there's no possibility of the 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 water expanding to the point where it cracks the sides of the pool. Apparently, you can do it. Okay, well, to each their mm-hmm. own, I guess. Yeah. Um, at this point, Jeff comes up with the great idea. This is what we'll do. I'll dress up as Santa Claus to confuse this child who clearly has enough intelligence to realize that I won't actually be Santa Claus. <laughs> and uh, I'll just get him to, to come down and talk to me while you take the doll back. And Pam is like, Great plan, flawless. I see no problems at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, you know, they they start on their way. Cut to a montage of Max preparing some booby traps. Oh my god! Using the hot sauce, Satan's hiney. Oh, is that what it said? <laughs> yep. Oh my god. Also, huh. Okay, this doesn't sound like anything major, but we had a moment earlier in the movie where Pete Holmes was like walking around the house and there was a piece of Lego and he stepped on it and he said, ow, that hurts. As if to... No, it's like the worst pain imaginable. Yeah, as if to establish later that the Lego is going to be used against uh, Pam and Jeff so that when, when that happens, we go, oh, right, Pete Holmes told us earlier that that hurts. Yeah. Because we're too stupid to know that stepping on Lego hurts you. <laughs> my my only note for what uh, what proceeds to happen uh, afterwards is that Max should be tried in the Hague. <laughs> yeah. Max is um, a future serial killer. Hundred percent. Right. Almost a current serial killer. Or or you know a you know warm war crimes perpetrator. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, the level of planning by this kid is unrealistic, even by Home Alone standards. Would this be like first degree murder or second degree? It's, I think it's first because it's planned. Yeah. Well, here's here's the thing. It's also, but it was also done in, uh, I don't know, uh, under the guise of defending his house. Right. Self-defense. Mm. So, hey, some people win yeah. for self-defense, right? Oh. He's just standing his ground. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, so Jeff and Pam are going back to the house. They almost get into a very bad car accident. Um, and Max laughs while he watches, so that we know that it's not violent. It's funny. Hmm. And this is, I think, where the movie, like, I think this is the worst section of the movie. Mm. Well, don't they get? They actually do get to an accident when they go to the house. They they actually they run the front end into a into like a light pole because he iced not only his doorstep but his driveway and the entire street. Oh, is that what it was? Okay, because that's yeah. I, I was like, there's no way that like that doesn't make any sense. Why would he do the whole fucking street? Meaning that anyone driving down that street that would have happened to them. And they're, I believe, I think they're in a cul-de-sac. Yeah. So. He is doomed at least two of his neighbors. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, again, this is where the movie takes a real turn in that normally in a Home Alone movie, you'd be like, oh, yeah, this is where the burglars get it. Like in the first Home Alone, it's really fun. It's it's really fun once the traps start because you don't like these guys. Like, you know, they're funny. Right. They're scumbags ripping people off at Christmas time. Yeah. Like they're funny, yeah. but they're obviously bad dudes. And you're like, of course, I want to see them get hurt. These are good, honest people. <laughs> <laughs> who are losing their house? Who think this kid stole a two hundred thousand dollar doll from them? Yep. <laughs> and they have a a doll that is worth, I mean, honest to God, dollars. they could save their house, and that doll is not even worth a fraction of this kid's house. They yeah. could save Christmas. Callback. Ooh, Christmas yeah. with the cranks. Wait, never <laughs> <What>? mind. <laughs> That's skipping Christmas. Never mind. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Now you're talking about the book. Um, so they get out of the car. They they manage to escape the car accident. Well, they, they have the car accident, but they manage to be okay. And then they just start slipping and sliding in the driveway. Which also says, hey, are these guys actually from the, uh, the, the Midwest at all? Because as soon as you find out, I know this happens. This has happened to me several times in winters here in eastern Canada, where it's like, oh, the paved driveway is far too icy for me to traverse on my with my feet. I shall walk up the snow and crusted yes, lawn. Yes, okay, that's what we Brent and I were talking. We're like, wouldn't you walk in the snow? Yes, yeah. yes, yes, one million percent. Yes, it, we, the camera shows that there is a fluffy, snowy patch of ground right there, and they just don't fucking walk up it. Yeah, because again and and again, it, it points to what you said, Nathan. Uh, all of a sudden, Jeff is just a fucking moron. Yep. <laughs> And and they fall down on this ice so many times, mm. Mm. so they many do, times. Like the, they play with the lights too. Well, it's at this point we go into the the, the, the crazy shit. So Max leaves some cookies, and Jeff is like, "Mmm, cookies! I'll just eat these hot sauce cookies. Hot sauce cookies. Oh no! He cools his mouth down with snow. He starts okay." <laughs> he drink them. He drinks milk, and the the milk is is apparently tainted with hot sauce as well. Oh, is that what it was? Okay, oh, no, and, and then milk. he has to start. Then he has to start eating snow. Yeah, and yeah. then in a scene that is 
more violent than I think anything in any of the Home Alone movies. Because maybe because it's Ellie Kemper and she's just so like sweet looking. He starts mm. launching Diet Coke bottles with Mentos in them at her. Yeah, which could have killed her. <laughs> yes, because yeah. they 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 should have had her uh, as very large heavy projectiles, and he does not just have a couple. In fact, he advises them that they buy in bulk; it's more cost effective Ugh, because mm. they're rich, and you know, fuck fuck you all. Yep. Mm. I steal from poor people toy toy drives. <laughs> uh, 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 Ellie Kemper, uh, Pam does use some pretty quick thinking by grabbing a garbage can lid and deflecting some of them. But man, if those had hit her in the head, she would be in serious pain. Yeah, if not dead. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, Jeff gets in at this point, and he has he has rigged up a Nerf gun to shoot pool balls, and and Jeff he has brain damage. Yes, he Damn gets he gets damage. knocked the. Fuck out. He has a fucking by the pool balls. on his head. And, and okay, so he got hit in the middle of the head, right in the forehead, right between the eyes. And huge goose egg, as Brendan said. Max then proceeds to put an Oculus Rift on him. That's how yeah. affluent this kid's family mm-hmm. is. Puts an Oculus Rift on him that Jeff apparently can't feel. And for some yeah. reason, the kid has managed to find... Uh, 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 an Oculus Rift program to run that has uh, Santa Claus uh, apparently in it because he can see the the Santa Claus. It's that classic Oculus Rift uh, simulation where you're Santa Claus on a mountain. I guess it makes no sense because I was like, if you put one of those on, doesn't that like turn you into a different character? Well, that's it. Like you look down, you shouldn't see your clothes because you're looking down as whoever the person who filmed the did the, the filming for the the program would be dressed as yeah so he must have had a lot enough time to like f- fucking download a vr thing for santa that's <laughs> fucking weird as they came in through the door he he did a life scan of their bodies oh, there you go God. and then he uploaded it to the cloud goddamn cloud mm-hmm. <laughs> um all I right like they, and they, they have the scene right now like after like the mentos part uh, like he, she steps like Ellie Kemper's like steps on the like something at the bottom Lego? of the stairs. No, no, it's bottom of the stairs and her f- feet catch on fire. Oh no, no, he, the kid lights her feet yeah. on fire. Yes, that's terrible. <laughs> it's it's made again. It's made all the more terrible because these characters are likable. You root for them, and it's Ellie goddamn Kemper. And then they like she goes to like the water hose, and it's hot water. Yeah, hilarious. Um, Jeff gets, uh, butter and milk in his face. So much milk in this movie. And then Ellie Kemper, of course, is like, you're like a cookie. Well, without the sugar, sugar to the crotch. Yeah. And various other parts of his body. Cause I know it here. He's dead. Yeah. The stuff that he starts, they, they, he starts swinging down at these, these guys. He's dead. They're, they're, they're both. I mean, my God. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Pam ends up opening the attic, thinking that kids oh up there, God, and gets this. literal pins in her face, which could have poked her eye out. Yeah, he he what he had taken was it Nerf darts and put yeah. like pop bottle ends on them with thumbtacks taped to them. Like I said, like you said, this kid is a serial killer in in training. Yep, he puts weights on a treadmill, launch and at shoots Pam. them at her. Yes. At her face. Oh. 
Then he says, given up yet? Or are you thirsty for more? And I said, shut the fuck up, movie. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. Jeff even loses a tooth, a la Marv. He loses it, yeah, because... Or Harry. You know, he's, just as, mm-hmm. he's just as unlikable as Marv, right? Harry. Joe Pesci was Harry. He's oh, the one who right, lost the tooth. Right. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he, yeah, because the kid jumps off onto a trampoline, and then he jumps off onto a trampoline, and ha, 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 it's a breakaway, and he flies into a tree. Um, then Max nearly kills him with icicles falling off of the house by using a fishing hook as he runs away from him. Um, and then finally, finally, Nathan, we get to the final confrontation where Max thinks that they're going to kidnap him. And it was all just a big misunderstanding. We're all friends now. So bizarre. No, we weren't going to sell you into human trafficking. We were, we just wanted the doll back. Wait a second. I didn't even steal that doll. Well, 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 well. What have we done here? War crimes. That's that's uh, what he's done here anyways. Yeah. It's, it's crazy that <laughs> 10 seconds after this, they're like, you know what? You're okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, and they literally to the point where they say, are you all home alone? You could stay with us until your pe- your mom gets home. Like, what? Not a is thing. This movie, no, this movie not a, a thing. Fr- you, no, you, this, you, will, you will alert the authorities. This movie is afraid of having a villain, it's almost like. Yeah. <sighs> it's a bad movie, Mariah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Max, uh, so Max goes to stay with them until the mom returns. We have a tender family moment when they, when Jeff and Pam finally tell their kids that they're selling the house. But you know what? It's too bad they never found that doll. Oh well, movie over. Record scratch. What? The the nephew, uh, the klepto nephew, had the thing the whole time. Wah, wah. And he's standing at the top of the stairs and he throws it up in the air. And then it goes sideways to the <laughs> other side of the room and they yeah. try to catch it. <laughs> it defies every single law of, of aerodynamics. Uh, but thankfully, Max catches it at the last second. And now we like him, right? Yeah, no. Fuck you, kid. Um, he catches it, though, and he gives it to them. Max's mother comes home. Uh, he she takes him home and she sees the terrible state that the house is in. And then of course the movie is so lazy that instead of coming up with something to happen here, they just cut to a year later. Like yeah. we don't even have like the consequences of this. Like he doesn't try to explain it. We don't like mm. how did he explain that? They're rich, it doesn't matter. But Mar- how did he Mariah but, makes but, a point. But still though. The, like I think she would still want an answer as to how this happened. Uh, at least we'll like have renovations. We wanted them anyways. Uh, so cut to a year later. We're all a happy blended family. Um, Jeff has a job in his field, and now I guess uh, they're going to do a sequel where he's just uh, he's just married to his work, right? Because he's always on his cell phone in the scene. Doesn't he work for the cloud now? He works for the cloud. He works for the cloud. Merry Christmas, everyone. Works for, tells you how much people the, the folks who wrote this knew he works for the cloud we get works. we do get a soda callback at the end before they roll the credits mm. oh yeah we didn't really mention that but like he really wanted soda from jeff uh when he first met him and uh the mother was like no it's too much sugar and then he's like oh can i have that soda and they're like oh you better give it to him as if to imply like he might try to murder us again yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> this movie was for children. <laughs> Replete with child trafficking, OJ jokes, and Scarface references. Let's make a toast. Yes. Oh, um, can I get one of those? You know, they're quite sugary. I think we should let him have the soda. Remember what happened last time? <laughs> there you go, buddy. Thanks. Uh, huh? <laughs> Cheers. To new friends and family. And me having no permanent neurological damage. <laughs> and here's to Max for bringing us all together. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry, Merry Christmas! Christmas. <laughs> Listen, the first Home Alone and the second Home Alone are pretty violent movies, but never at one point, I mean, they do try to murder the kid at one point, yep. but it never at any point is there, is there implied human trafficking. No. This <laughs> our, is definitely a first. Marv and Harry are not likable. We do not root for them. Like, this is... This movie takes so many wrong turns and not in the horror movie sense. Although. Kind of. Kind of <laughs> close. Um, it's like, I think I meant, I definitely mentioned this to you the other day, Nathan, but this is a line from a review of the movie where someone says, why not make a Free Willy reboot next? But the whale is kind of an asshole and the protagonists are a mother and father pair of poachers who need a big score in order to keep the bank from repossessing their houseboat and adorable children. It's kind of what this movie is. <laughs> Why would the bank repossess their kids? <laughs> <laughs> oh, repossessing their houseboat. Oh, and their adorable. Yeah, well, you know, eventually you, you better be careful because you keep your finances in line or the bank's going to take your kids. <laughs> But that's uh, that's home sweet home alone, guys. Oh yeah. Um. So Mariah, I throw it to you first. We go through our categories here. Uh, do you think this movie was worth a watch? A drunk watch with friends? Would you c- attempt head trauma to forget it, or avoid like the plague? I would say um, head trauma. You would attempt head trauma to forget it. Yeah. Okay. Just because it's bad. No particular reason. Yeah, just because the writing was so off, and like you know, the like you feel bad for the villain, like the supposed to be villains. Mm. It just doesn't make sense to me. The writing was just bad. Sorry, Mikey Day. It it just love you. <laughs> Again, I I wonder how much of that had to do with Mikey Day and not just interference. But um, it's just very distressing to see this many this many talented people involved in something so horrible. <laughs> Nathan, what say you? I say avoid like the plague. Ooh, Ooh. yes, just just. Just watch the the first one, and if you you don't get your fill from that, watch the second one. Stop I like there. The second one. Just just stop after after the second one, and you'll 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 be doing yourself a service. In fact, if you watch the first two, then you need some more, you know, comedy holiday hijinks. Ernest Ernest P. Worrell, mm. he saved Christmas for us. Ernest, watch that. Yeah, and or maybe the the, the ref. Throw yeah. in, throw in some, throw in some Krampus, throw in some Elf, throw in some. Uh, so some, many uh, better Christmas movies. A, a Christmas Story, Christmas Vacation. Oh, Christmas Vacation, the best. Yeah, oh, love it. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go middle of the road between two categories here because it almost fell into an avoid like the plague for me, and it wasn't quite an attempted head trauma. 
I'm going to put it a little bit between that because there were a few moments that kind of made me chuckle and there were some there were some performances where they were really trying. <laughs> and, and I think almost everything Pete Holmes said made me laugh. So I will say uh, somewhere between those two. Oh. Now, you guys, are you old enough to have seen the original Home Alone in theaters? No. No. Okay. So... For me, I think the reason why it's definitely an avoid like the plague for me is because the original one, which they crib so much from and make you kind of resent them for it because of how poor this movie is, mm. it was such a, a like a big moment of that section of my life. Like Home Alone was every everywhere that Christmas, everywhere the following Christmas, and then everywhere the following Christmas, because not only by then are they are they getting ready to sh- start showing the movie on TV, the second one's out too, Aww. right? So that awesome. that whole yeah, those movies are so good, and this Aww. is so terrible. Just avoid yeah. it. It's completely. part of your childhood too. Right? Yeah. So what you're yeah. saying is this movie ruined your childhood. I did not say that at all. <laughs> because if, I, if I'm saying anything, Home Alone One and Two made my childhood pretty great. <laughs> there you go. All right, guys. Well, we are going to take a brief break. We're going to hear from our sponsors. Nathan's going to do that to his notes and throw it in the trash. Maybe it missed. I don't know. We will be right back. What were they thinking? And we're back. Yes, yes. we are back. Yes, we're back. Back in black. Back. Dinosaur stories, etc. Yes, back. We're back again. Men in black. What were they thinking's back? Tell a friend. So, uh, guys, um, uh, it is now time for the uh, low haiku. Nathan, would you mind uh, telling <laughs> the good people what the low haiku is? Uh, certainly, certainly. The low haiku is 17 perfect syllables to describe the movie we've just been talking about uh, for about an hour. Yes, indeedio. Uh, so, Mariah, uh, uh, we apologize. Guest. We apologize for the hip slang that Brendan just Oh, used. sorry. Sorry! Sorry that you Ooh, and uh, that that loud sorry as well. Yeah, I'm very sorry. I I I I am just I'm really into the hip lingo these days. I'm Careful. trying to I'm trying I'm I uh, try to bring in a younger audience to NPR. This is but this is NPR, not KROC. Okay, I'm or up KROQ. Or YMCA. I, or I or 889. Uh, okay, All right, we can K100. We can WKRP and no, YMCA. We're done now. Mariah, as our guest, would you like to uh, start us off by reading your low haiku? Well, I guess so. Where is Mikey Day? Human trafficking Christmas. Attempted murder. What's that? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> very good, very good, very good. Uh, Nathan, do you have a haiku for us? Yes, I do. <clears throat> Pale imitation crushes 90s kid spirits. Save us, Ernest P. Very good. All right, I'll read my haiku now. <clears throat> I've got an idea for the new Home Alone flick. Good people get hurt. 
really, I still can't wrap my mind around it. Ah, it whoa, blew your happened? mind to the point where it blew you right out of NPR. Right out of NPR, right into Age of Radio, right into... Big time! <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> right into a thing that we always say every week. What do we always say? Don't take a well, word for a... Meow, meow. That's right. Don't take our word for it. Nathan, surely the critics adored this sweet family comedy. <sighs> Again, he's throwing out them air quotes. No, 18% on the tomato meter. Oh, okay. Well, well, surely the audience had a much more uh, a much better time with this little film. 12%. Nope, not not they didn't either. And you know what? 12. They don't even 12%. And they're not even telling me if I like this movie, I might like something else. But, you know, if you like this movie, you might uh, also enjoy, I don't know, genital torture because this movie was awful. <laughs> you might also enjoy uh hell and burning forever. <laughs> right. And this is, you might this is, you might enjoy cutting the roof of your mouth while eating Captain Crunch. You might enjoy that <laughs> if you enjoyed this movie. And listen, I'm not even coming from a place where like I'm just like, oh, it's a remake. I automatically hate it. Or, oh, it's a reboot or a sequel. I automatically hate it. This movie is trash. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Um, all right. Well, let's get into it. Let's get into the critics here. Um, our first critic is uh, from... Clarice Lawfrey of The Independent of the UK. Uh, she says, <clears throat> This really shouldn't be hard. Find a cute kid, and they have, in the form of Jojo Rabbit's Archie Yates. There you go, that's his name. And then string together a few comically implausible ways to injure another human being. That's right. It should have been super easy, and it wasn't. Mission <laughs> failed. Right. Uh, Jack Bottingley. Uh, from Starburst is oh, all Starburst. Over Starburst. I I don't know if that's a magazine or a website or maybe just yeah, the, I candy. Think it's the candy. Oh, no. That's where he's credited as being from writing this uh, critics review. Uh, however, it says it's a fresh review, and he notes Home Sweet Home alone is as utterly forgettable as it gets. One out of five, but it's listed as a fresh review. I think they fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so it should be maybe 11%. <laughs> okay. This one is from Courtney Howard. Uh, this one that she says she's from Variety. She's a top critic. She's this one said mean spirited, downright sloppy, awkwardly unfunny. This wrote <laughs> reboot lacks holiday cheer. Peter Gray of the AU Review says, No longer will Cole be the punishment for naughty children at Christmas time. Home Sweet Home Alone will be instead. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Sean P. Means, and I think it should be Sean B. Mean, uh, <laughs> from the movie Cricket, he wrote, it's a bold move, I suppose, to remake a beloved Christmas comedy, invert the roles where the preteen hero is now the loathsome villain and the scummy bad guys are now sympathetic characters, doomed but bold. One out of four. There you go. Uh, this one's from Amy Nicholson from the New York Times, and it says, who is the real victim here? The audience. <laughs> it speaks the truth. 
Um, all right. My last one is from Alan Adams of the main edge. And he says, uh, Oh, it feels derivative and wrong headed. A film that doesn't get why it's source material works so well. Despite its top tier cast, home sweet home alone winds up more on the sour side. Sometimes dead is better. Thank you, Fred. Two out of five. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I guess my last one is uh, from Neil, or sorry, Nell. Oh. Hmm? No, Nell. It's from Nell Minow, uh, who is a top critic writing for RogerEbert.com. And she writes, Home Sweet Home Alone misses the key elements that made both the slapstick and the sentiment of the 1990s version appealing. Two out of four. Seems generous for Roger. <laughs> RogerEbert.com. But... <laughs> Two out of four does seem pretty high. Yeah. So my last one is from Richard Prope from the IndependentCritic.com. He said, easily one of the worst films of 2021. And he was not wrong. Succinct and to the point. <laughs> um, okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get into the audience. There's going to be some interesting takes here because this is a very recent release. <laughs> so <laughs> people are going to be, uh, you know, this is, this is all from people that are probably still alive today, guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My first review here from the audience comes from uh, Bible Y. And uh, Bible Y give, uh, says, I finished watching Home Sweet Home Alone, and it was fantastic. <laughs> I genuinely feel like that movie was wronged, and that everyone that gave it negative reviews didn't even watch the movie. The kid was not the villain of the story. Someone would come to that conclusion if they only watched the preview. I don't normally care if a movie gets a bad review, but in this case, I genuinely feel like decent people were wronged. The world needs more clean, wholesome, and fun entertainment and <laughs> reckless morons spewing ignorant opinions for a movie that they clearly <sighs> didn't watch doesn't help. Five stars. So, I guess, what was the clean family fun part? Was it the, uh, the Scarface Mountain of Coke reference? Or the human trafficking possibilities. Yeah, or, you know, also the preview did not show... Um, it, I don't think she knows what people mean when they say the kid is the villain. They don't think that the movie thinks the kid is the villain. We're just saying that the, it's presented in a way that makes the kid the villain. Yes, yes. So that person does not know what they're talking about. Uh, but surely, Nathan, you have someone more sensible waiting in the wings here. I actually have one from 1C... Um, and, uh, he's quite succinct to the point, but in all caps. And he writes, <laughs> no watch, please. Zero out of 10. <laughs> okay. Half out, of, <laughs> half out of stars. Yeah. Cause you can't give zero, I guess on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, this one's interesting. So mine is from, uh, no name. There's like no name. Coward. Show yourself. And it says it's a, uh, half a star. And it said, this movie is bad. And I watched it with my kids, nieces and nephews, and they didn't even laugh. <laughs> Cause they were all on their phones. <laughs> yeah. Fucking kids and their, their, their loose pants and their cell phones. Right. <laughs> cellular phones. Cellular phones. <laughs> yeah, you want to, you want to sound real old. You got to say cellular. <laughs> they're cellular portable telephones. There you go. 
Um, okay, uh, this review comes to us from Bob M. Um, it was, I'm assuming, is the uh, main comedian Bob Marley and not the dead reggae singer Bob Marley. <laughs> well, I think it's both. They collaborated. Okay. Uh, Bob M. This says... It should be an interesting voice. <laughs> uh, I'm not doing a Bob Marley voice. <laughs> we do a main one. You just oh, did okay. one a minute well, ago. Can, okay, fine. People are too judgmental on remakes. If you want to watch the original, watch the original. This was a nice Christmas movie with an interesting twist. The bad guys are good guys. Three out of stars. <laughs> there you go. Jesus, uh, that voice. <laughs> keep doing that fucking voice. Well, surely dead is bad, Lewis. Well, Bob, Bob Marley, the comedian, is from Maine. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody from Maine talks like Lewis from the fucking Pet Cemetery. Not yeah. Lewis, but they talk like uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. The other the other guy. Guy. Uh, yeah, Judd. Judd. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, my next one is from Oliver M, mm. and also succinct. Oliver with- uh, Mar- Marti- Martinez from uh, the movie Unfaithful with Diane Lane. Okay, <laughs> check it out. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Oliver writes, very bad, dot, 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 not much to say except for, don't watch it, uh, about a dozen exclamation points. I like how he implies the employs the Neil Breen school of using periods. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know how ellipses works. <laughs> All right, so this one is from uh, Leo D, L-E-I-O-D, Tafasar. I despise this movie even more. Oh my God. I've been, I've never seen a 2021 film more sickening than this. Wouldn't say it's the absolute worst, but the worst movie of the year so far. I'd say Cats 2019 is a worst movie, no. worst made movie, but out of every movie I've ever seen this year, I hated Home Sweet Home Alone the most. After watching the fir- first eight minutes of this film, I actually made a glass of orange juice and drank it during the whole film. 30 minutes later I actually went uh, to remake the glass of orange juice to survive this for the like to, to survive through this movie and then during the battle plan scene I made another glass of orange juice <laughs> to get through it because of how bad this movie is and after the movie was over I decided to watch my first the first half of Big Mouth season 5 to re- leave to relive Spain without the S <laughs> I think it's to relieve the pain, I think is what he's going at. Yeah, that's how painful it is to sit through the shit till the end. There is no story. It's just uh, it's just the same story as the original movie, but done bad. Yeah, this one is the biggest bore fest of all uh, fest of a movie I've ever seen. Jeff and Pam McKenzie were painfully annoying as fuck. This movie is so unnecessary and not fun. This film's... <laughs> Secondhand bad uh, Disney Plus movie and the equivalent of sleeping outside in the cold below zero degrees with only shorts on. That's how unpleasant of an experience I felt. Also, I hate Max. <laughs> it goes on and on and on. I think it's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, it goes on and on and on and on. 
we should have gotten the Bob's Burgers uh, movie and Avatar 2 to come out uh, this year instead of this piece of shit. P.S. got to stick uh, to the first three Home Alone movies, but if you hate Home Alone 3, good for you. I can handle your opinion. Also, this is my first spoiler review on the Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> How many stars did he give the thing? Half half a star. Ha- half a star. Uh, yeah. half Holy a star, shit. Yeah, I think he should get himself checked for scurvy if he's making that much orange juice. Yeah, and then he kept saying, like, uh, Thunder well, Force, Peter Rabbit 2, worse than Karen 2021. Yeah, like, but, what Nathan, the fuck? but Nathan, um, if he's uh, if he's drinking all that orange juice, at least he gets all those OJ references you were making, right? I guess, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, Ryan B. says... Uh, Terrible attempt to scam off the original. Disney with the complete swing, miss, and wipe out while breaking your neck. Well, half a star. Okay. Uh, mine comes from Jack P. I can only assume it's Jack Palance. Uh, who knew? I thought he had passed away. Oh. Uh, and he writes, The Inbetweeners UK version compared against the US version is essentially Home Alone 1 versus this Home Alone. The script has been waiting has been watered down and delivery of such key lines was massively overlooked to the point was what was once iconic sentences are now just filler script and bear no meaning. The very close similarities between this and the good Home Alone means it's inevitably compared and as such its shortcomings are obvious. <laughs> One and a half out of stars. Yeah. What does he say in <laughs> Batman? You, my number one guy. My guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mariah. All right, this is my last one. It's from Andrew M. Half a star, and it says... Andrew Martin, test? Yeah. Uh, this movie makes me regret having eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, my last one is uh, from Ian H., and Ian H. simply says, The Fall of Western Civilization... Half a star. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, I guess I get to be the last one this time around because Mariah already announced hers. <laughs> My last one's real quick. It's come. It's from Daryl G. I can only assume it's Daryl Gates, former police chief of L.A. And uh, he apparently felt it's just as terrible about this movie. So, I mean, this just proves not everyone is all bad. Uh, and he simply wrote, please stop making these movies. Half a star. I think, yeah, I saw that one, too. (laughs) Well, thank you, Daryl Gates, for that review and absolutely nothing else. Nothing else at all, ever. (laughs) Well, there you go. There's the movie. Um, There's the reviews. There's There's the haikus. We did it all. Guys... I don't. I don't. I, I want to talk about good things now. We we talked okay, about to kind of cheer about, ourselves up. Yeah, yeah we got to get ourselves yeah. in the holiday the holiday spirit um, as we drink some holiday spirits, and uh, we got to talk about good things that we've been watching. So I will pose the question, and we'll start with Mariah because she's our guest. Mariah, what you uh, what you watching? Oh bud? my god! So like I've been I was t- watching two things. I I was gonna tell one of the ones I was watching. I watched three things, but Brenda's like, you already talk about that all the time. Oh, I just don't want to double. Canada's Drag Race season two. I love it, and I think uh, Isis Couture should win. And anyways, um, weird name, but anyways, Isis. But it's okay. I love her. Uh, and you know, it was a goddess before it was another thing, right? Isis was an Egyptian god, goddess, 
long I before it was a that. terrorist organization. Did not yeah. learn something new today. Um, yeah. It was like also spelled like I S I C E S I S. Anyways, whatever. Um, so I'm watching Candidates Drag Race season two. Uh, amazing. And I'm watching a show that is so cringy and I love it. I can't stop watching. It's called La Brea. Can't fucking stop. Mm. It's like it's where they fall into a sinkhole in like L.A. And like the, when they sink through, it's like 10,000 B.C. And it's fucking bonkers. And I love it. So it's um, like the primetime big budget version of Land of the Lost. 100%. It's funny. You mentioned the word big budget, Nathan. <laughs> It's really well, compared bad, to the original bad. series, Land of the Lost. Mm. I'm just saying in comparison. It is an NBC show, so it's like, eh, <laughs> yeah. it's iffy. It looks like if The Asylum made a TV show. Yeah. Okay. I Which can't, they like, probably have. It's so good, though. It, well, not yeah, they have. Uh, uh, Z Nation. There you mm-hmm. go. A great show. And uh, the last thing I watched, I watched it like, like within a few days, was Big Mouth, the new season. Oh, lovely. What a lovely season that was. Great job. <laughs> Great job to uh, all of them. Love it. There you go, Nathan. Uh, what? What about you? What you? Uh, what you watching, bud? Well, uh, given that this thing went straight to video on demand and gave me no laughs whatsoever, I decided to watch something else that went straight to video on demand and gave me tons of laughs. And that would be uh, Michael Che's uh, latest comedy special, "Shame the Devil," oh. which is on Netflix. Uh, also. Z Nation, uh, like I mentioned during Mariah's thing, that's an asylum show, but it's a fantastically fun show. So I guess I'm getting two in this week with Z Nation and Shame the Devil uh, by Michael Che. And that's Shame the Devil, not Shave the Devil, right? Shame the Devil, yes. Like, <laughs> tell the truth and shame the devil. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, What about uh, you there, Brandon? What you watching, bud? Oh, what you watching, bud? I finally sat down and watched the Farting Corpse movie. That's right. Daniel Radcliffe and Paul Dano in Swiss Army Man. It's the story of Paul Dano who is seemingly deserted um, or, you know, in the woods by himself. He's lost. And he uh, he he looks he finds a, uh, a body that washes ashore. That body happens to be played by Daniel Radcliffe. And he's gone so crazy. And, you know, he's deprived of food and and sustenance or whatever and he thinks that this corpse just like comes to life and and <laughs> it's as crazy as it sounds and again much like last week's episode where i recommended titane it's another movie that unexpectedly hits those emotional beats really hard and really well because ultimately it's a movie about friendship uh and um and yeah it's just it if you if you took out the part where daniel radcliffe is indeed a farting corpse um, it is about a, a friendship between, you know, two people, who, just two two souls who find each other and confide in each other and learn a lot about the, uh, learn a lot about each other. I, I would say this is a movie that uh, I expected nothing going into it, and I think it's kind of a secret masterpiece. And I'm not even not even joking there. No jest. So I will. Say I, s- I've heard good things about it, but I certainly I can't go by what you were saying earlier. Uh, the zombie farts stay in the film. No, I the farts are. What do you mean? <laughs> you said if you set aside the 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 the, oh, the corpse farts, no, it's, no. it's a nice story about two souls connecting. No, I'm not saying take them out. I'm just saying that if that wasn't part of the movie, you would yeah. still have this like you still have this wonderful like emotional uh like not love story but like you know story about friendship and everything. So but, what you're saying is the corpse farts actually send the movie home. Like, make it even better. 
Well, it, it's impressive to have that kind of thing in the movie and still make it work on a genuine emotional level, <laughs> much like Titan, that, like I said last week. So right. uh, a Swiss Army Man, I believe it is either on Netflix or Prime in Canada. So it's probably somewhere in, if you're at another country. It's been so out for a few years. It's pretty easy to, to track down. Yeah, it's real good. So check it out. Swiss Army Man. Well, hey, there you go. There's our recommendations. Guys, mm-hmm. is Montrose Monkeys in there for a special Christmas message, perhaps? Ah, uh, yes, I believe he is. Or I holiday message. Just one moment. <laughs> Hello! It's your good friend Montrose Monkington III here. And I'd just like to wish all of you people out there in what were they thinking verse uh, a happy Christmas. Or a happy holidays. Or a happy Hanukkah. I just say just a ha- happiness in general, uh, especially at this time of year, because we all know it can be quite difficult for some. Uh, families can be quite exhausting. Uh, but And if you need some sort of respite from that, uh, you may find that not only in this podcast, but also uh, in my YouTube channel, Montrose Merkington TV. Uh, and if you, you, you know, you, you, at this time, if you need a friend, you can be friends with me on the Facebook group, Montrose Merkington Third Esquire and friends. And you can even converse with me on your Twitter devices uh, at the Twitter handle at Montrose the Third. That's the number three. RD. Thank you. Happy Christmas. Thank you, Montrose. You're welcome. Happy Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, holidays to you. Mariah, thanks for making it all the way out here to be on this episode. Oh, no problem. I uh, lugged through a big old snowstorm and uh, I lost my family and I'm alone for (laughs) Christmas, but I got my dog. She did walk up the snow, though. Uh, to prevent slipping on the driveway exactly. here at What Were They Thinking Studios. Yes. Yeah. I was just uh, saying my plot for my next uh, Hallmark movie. So. Uh, we, we, uh. We, we covered her dick in, in salt and got her to sweep the driveway. Just, just Jesus <laughs> Christ. That's why it hurts so bad. Yeah, that's Quite why you get a bunch ending. of cuts. Mm. <laughs> just, just sweeping it like a windshield wiper. Oh, my God. Imagine. <laughs> oh, Mariah, thank you very much for dealing with all of yeah, this. Yeah, you're welcome. No, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me on, especially every year. It's my tradition. Yeah, you'll be back in February when you when you make us watch something. Oh, yes. Well, don't say what that is. Hold that thought. But we are going to say, um, well, I mean, I guess all of us will get a chance to say, but I just want to say have a safe and happy holidays. Yes, please be safe yes. and we love you all. Yes. From Mariah's penis, I love you. <laughs> And, then, and she's looking you right in the eye when she says that. Yeah, just don't tickle her with a feather. <laughs> no, and that makes me sneeze. <laughs> yep, that's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find our podcast everywhere. You can find us on all the podcast apps. You can find us at our home base, of course, at Age of Radio. Big time! You can head to ageofradio.org slash what were they thinking. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at WWTT Podcast and TikTok. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, just search for us. What were they thinking? And we're on Redbubble and TeePublic. And, of course, uh, we are on uh, we are on Patreon, patreon.com slash WWTT Podcast. Check out our merch store. We've got a new shirt, uh, Paid to Fart. Check it out. Mariah just made it. It's out there. <laughs> it's on sale. everybody know how you pay your bills. <laughs> you pay to fart. <laughs> As Galen said, I said mm-hmm. a random dumb thing on a podcast, and now it's on a shirt. Crazy world. 
<laughs> Seems about right for this t- this 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 world we live in. Yeah. And Mariah, before we move on, uh, where can they uh, where can they find you if they want to stalk you? Uh, you can follow me at uh, on Instagram. Uh, link is in the show notes. Uh, you could also find me on TikTok. It's omg dot it's dot Mariah. So omg dot its dot M A R I A H. I post pretty funny content of my cats. That's it. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. Uh, but Nathan, uh, do you have any questions and any kind of last uh, message you want to spread before we I, take our little I, hiatus? I, yeah, I do have my uh, my traditional uh, statement of again, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, you know, Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever it is that you're celebrating. I hope that you guys are doing well i hope you're you're safe um and uh, you've got someone to you know be there for you but if you don't you know keep hanging in there because better days keep are coming um and at the even at the end of the day we're here pulling for you as well uh you're not alone if you're you know feeling dark this time of year definitely definitely reach out uh, there's people there who will listen and they're there to help uh but if you're not also have a happy and safe holidays and and I just want to questions add, before you okay. get to the questions. I just want to okay. make a mention a little bit of housekeeping. We will actually be back on the sixth of January. So the next few episodes or the next couple episodes, we'll have. Um, we will. I will post our live stream for the Cure episode that we did on Cool Cat Saves the Kids, so you'll be able to hear that. And then the other one will be something else. It might be some bloopers that we've recorded over the years. It might be just a rerun of an old Christmas episode we've done. I'm not quite sure yet, but you'll get something. So there will be something on this feed. It just won't be a brand new episode until we return on uh, uh, January uh, the fifth, uh, the sixth. Sorry. All right. Now you can ask questions, Nathan. Now I can ask my... Okay, my... Well, with all that being said, and and the Merry Christmas is out of the way, and the when we're going to be back is out of the way. I, I, with the, I mean, with a movie that is clearly cribbing from something considerably better existing within its own cinematic universe and yet still making references to the far better movie, uh, just... It, with a movie where they, they get Buzz to come back but can't get Macaulay Culkin to put on a suit to be a big shot home security uh, magnate owner business guy. And the movie where Pete Holmes and Chris Parnell are criminally, criminally underused uh, along with Ellie Kemper and, and Keenan Thompson uh, who are just so... Oh, much better than this movie. And Mikey Day with one off-screen line. Who also apparently had a hand in writing it. Uh, I guess I got to put it to, I mean, to Disney uh, Plus and everybody else who had a hand in this uh, uh, cinematic abomination. What were they thinking? Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light Next year all our troubles will be out of sight Have yourself a merry little Christmas Make the Yuletide gay 
Until 